Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. I like sex and I think he does great things. You created that monster yourself. Since we got the question, I'm going to answer it. I'm going to have to say. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode eight of Title 24 presented by NBC Sports. I'm Ricky Carmichael. Of course, Ryan Villapoto here. Uh, man, we get to do another one. But before we get going, first of all, we got to thank United Motorsports, Foxo USA. And of course, Quadlock uh, coming up later on in the show. We're going to have our Quadlock question of the week. We're going to answer some questions from the fans as well. So uh, we got some good ones this week. So I think you guys are going to like it. Got some good answers. But uh, RV, you were at uh, spring break with the kiddos. We were at uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway. How, how was your week, first and foremost? Yeah, my week was awesome, man. Uh, enjoyed uh, San Antonio. The Hyatt Regency was a phenomenal place. Boys had, uh, had a great time. Uh, relaxing for for myself and my wife so got home friday night late and and turned the tube on for uh saturday and you know we got to watch uh, atlanta so yeah overall great week do you like uh, do, do you like those uh those the speedways like that or no you know to be honest um i said this to a couple of people already it kind of looked to me like an old daytona like I never got to ride what I've, my dad talking about Daytona, how gnarly it was, where they just kind of piled the dirt on top of the grass and, yeah. and left the grass. And, you know, you've rode it. I know um, uh, MC, you, like a lot of old guys are like, or older generation racers are like, dude, track's gnarly. And when I mm-hmm. raced uh, Daytona, yes, gnarly, different conditions. But this Georgia, the, uh, the Atlanta uh, Supercross, to me, reminded me of old footage of, you're watching you, MC, Travis, Pastrana, you know, at Daytona. It definitely looked way more technical and rough and gnarly than we've seen in the past. Yeah, it was a it was it was it was a good track. Long track, fast. Uh before we get going here and diving in later on in the show, we're gonna talk about uh, some fun stuff. Obviously, uh East Rutherford, New Jersey this weekend coming up, 250 East West showdown. That's always fun. We're gonna pick that apart later on. But uh I think first and foremost, dude. Heck of a ride for Sexton, huh? I mean, the guy was – he got it done. Yeah, he got uh, – put himself in a phenomenal position um, off the start. And he pretty much led – well, he did. He led um, from start to finish, rode yep. very consistent, smooth. I know everybody was kind of waiting. Uh, we heard that on the interview afterwards. Like, everybody at a press conference, everybody was waiting for me to crash. But he held it together. And, uh, you know, I don't know if a part of that's a little bit of, um, you know, a little pressure uh, off of him. Being that he is uh, a big chunk of points out of it, Cooper and Eli tended they 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 raced each other that whole race, and, and yeah. Chase was kind of on his own, you know. So not a lot of pressure, 
I think. Uh, and, and that's what it's going to take is him getting a few of those races where he wins very easily like that to, I think, build that confidence. And then he'll have, he'll has what have what he's been missing in the past so far this season. Uh, a couple of things to your point, like at, at that presser after the race, what you were talking about, like, I think he took a jab. He certainly took a jab at me, you know, saying, I bet, I bet the broadcast was uh, talking, talking about him 10 lap, which, Hey, I like Sexton. I think he does great things, but you created that monster yourself. <laughs> that's, exactly. that's all on you, dude. So I mean, if you're, you're just gonna, giving us the talking I mean, points. Yeah, I know, right? We talked about however many points he's lost from crashing. I mean, you can't not expect it to to for us to talk about it. And uh, you know, so you dug that hole yourself, big boy. Um, so you gotta <laughs> you gotta own up and listen to it. But uh, nevertheless, to your point, it was great to uh, to to see him finally execute. And another thing that he said that really stuck out to me, and I want to hear what you had to say, is he said that he didn't focus on short laps and he really focused on longer laps throughout the week and and did longer motos no short sprints no no heat races and all that so in my opinion i think that's great i think that's what he needed to do i think that obviously that has been his shortfall all season and what do you know look look what happened he 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 made it happen so great job great job dude love seeing you rise to the occasion and do what you're supposed to do and you're capable of what's your thoughts you know i think i see you know i see quite a bit of that it seems like these days of people super worried about what their lap times are or being first in practice for good gate pick. But during the week, I can only go back to what worked for me. I kind of know what you did. You know, we both had the same trainer, Eldon, and you know, we for sure would work on sprint laps, but uh, eight, 80% of our workload was long laps. If you can't mentally stay in the game for 20 minutes, and you end up going, you know, pushing the front wheel because you're mentally struggling. Anybody can do five, six, eight laps all out, fastest time, you know, uh, heat race style. That, those are easy, but you add the 20 minutes to it um, or 20 laps, one of the two. Um, that's the mental side of it. So I see these guys, I think, putting too much emphasis on on the short sprint stuff. Even for me, I see guys doing one lap sprints sometimes. And I'm like, what's one lap? I mean, anybody can do one lap, like tie together three of your fastest laps. You can, you lay it, you leave it all out on the track for three laps. One to three laps is a big difference than just going out and doing one. And that's what I feel like a lot of these guys do now. They, they, they focus too much on the short game and not the long game. Well, we sit here, we gave our, uh, this is our insight everyone listening to title 24 and we appreciate you. Uh, but we got some sound on tape from the man himself to see if uh, what he says lines up to, uh, to what we're thinking and, and, and how he's doing this week. I did pretty much all motos, no, no heat races, no sprints, nothing. So I really focused on the final 10 minutes of, of the main event. And when I hit 10 minutes, I'm like, okay, this is, this is where you make it or break it. And that was my, my mindset. But as soon as the race is over, it kind of hit me. I'm like, all right, we got through that one, and now we can uh, break through and start uh, start clicking some off. Yeah, it's uh, it's all or nothing. So knowing you have to win is is definitely tough, but I've uh, definitely gained some confidence after last weekend. I feel like I rode well. I just didn't get great starts. And this weekend, the start was uh, – my starts weren't great, but I snuck around the first corner pretty well and um, got out front. So if I can keep doing that and put myself in good positions – we uh, we should be sitting good, but it uh, yeah anything can happen. And there was def- they were a little bit farther back, Eli and Cooper this weekend. So 
Um, still pretty far out, but got to win. Got to win some more of these races. What you think? What you think is going to be for for you to believe and for you to think that he is going to pull this off? Like, <laughs> where's the breaking point for you? Well, because we're on the, the Sexton topic, I have to throw out before I we dive in any deeper is. <laughs> With his Red Cross flag mistake, he would be, if that would have not happened, he'd be within 10 points of, of Eli and Coop. So now looking at it, I feel like being inside of 10, 10, with inside the 10 points, Cooper and Eli have to stay on their game. Right now it's a two, it's a two horse race, in my opinion, personally, being 17 wow. down. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm going to say being, I think it's a two horse race. I think it's being 17 down is with four to go and, and look anything can happen we've seen it but as of right now coop very consistent eli very consistent both veterans both have won this championship before so this isn't something new they've been in this this headspace before chase yeah. has not right so i personally think with the mistakes we've seen from chase um this past season being that we're four races out if you put them up there with being within three or four points from them I, I think that the pressure and, and being in that space personally from what I've seen this season would, would, would I have, I'd have to say would, would get to him. First champ, it would be his first ever Supercross uh, premier class championship. Yeah. Um, and as you know, that brings a whole, oh. whole set of different, uh, um, you know, thought processes and pressure. And yeah. uh, right now I feel like he's just riding, he's riding to his best ability there's not a ton of pressure back to silly season. We've heard nothing's um, confirmed, but should be moving on to KTM. So there's not a ton of pressure from HRC either. Sure. They all want to do, they all want to win it when, when chase chase on the way out. Right. But um, they know he's moving on. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of my take on it. I don't think there's a ton of pressure there, but um, for the championship that is. Yeah. I think for me, I look at it a little different. I think that if he, if if he can bag another win this weekend, okay, then my then I'm definitely gonna perk up a little more. He definitely he's gonna need some help for sure. Because when you know how it is, when you start getting to the to to this part in the series, like okay, I need to win out. This guy needs to do this. You start role playing, and obviously that's not the position you want to be in. But for me, um, if he wins this weekend, I'll be like, okay, it's game on. Uh, so that that's kind of my standpoint. But at the same time, you and I, we were all kind of chatting before uh, before recording today. And it's like, I'm so mentally tired of trying to guess who I think is going to do what and looking at all these stats and blah, 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 dude. It's just go time <laughs> at this point. If you want to be champion, you got to just you got to grab it and go. That's right. I agree. I mean, from from all of them, it's so close with Eli and, and, and Coop um they're both going to have to be on their game with these four rounds left and coming up we got new york open stadium weather's always always could be a, a factor there so you know then we go to salt lake that's at altitude there's an, you know there's it's open stadium there also so we have some really good final rounds coming up that that could have some throw a big wrench in in the program um moving on i think uh dude i mean the two champ guy two two guys up front uh cooper gained a point I there's a couple takeaways, uh, but before we get going, uh, we got a little sound from Cooper Webb, the two-time champ. Um, he's six points back. Let's uh, let's see let's hear what he has to say. He was pretty 
looked like he was pretty fired up. Yeah, I rode like honestly. Um, that's the bottom line. The leaders got away, and uh, obviously Eli was, was all over me, so that was the main goal to keep him behind me. But, yeah, man, uh, just was off, didn't feel comfortable, but uh, got to take these bad days and just go what you got to do. Track was gnarly. Um, but, yeah, we got to regroup and get better. That was That was not good. So get back to the truck. We'll do some homework and come back swinging next week. Dude, he is fired up, dude. Yeah, you can see very, very frustrated after that. Um, you know, put himself in a great position by obviously beating Eli, not let Eli get an extra point on him, but uh, also, you know, off the podium, uh, you know, and to, to get those, get the points he needs, he needs to be up front there and especially winning, you know, you get that three point gap that makes a huge difference. Can you imagine if it would have been Coop first and Eli fifth? Oh. Um, you know, we'd have a, we'd have a, a points change and, uh, and a real wire to wire coming down to the finish. Hey, uh, give us, give our viewers and listeners, uh, an idea of why you think, because he, he made up a point. Cause I feel like a lot of people like are probably thinking, well, he gained a point. He should, he should be pumped. Explain to everyone why 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 coop is 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 fired up and 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 wasn't happy with that you know i i ultimately uh, the for first the first point is uh he's out there to win and and we every one of us are out there to win right so by that's the first kind of blow to the knees is didn't win you know um put all that work in and, and it didn't didn't show that weekend um uh, number two is is i feel like he, he he's seen an opportunity there that he not necessarily gave up, but gave up because he had Eli in front of him. Eli couldn't do anything with him, but like I just brought up, can you imagine if he would have been second or, or first or, you know, third and had a couple guys in between, we yeah. would have really sucked up the gap. So I think him, the frustration was is man, I had Eli behind me, but I couldn't make anything. I couldn't pull away from, him. I couldn't bridge the gap up to the guys in front of me. And uh, and can really capitalize on those points. Yeah, I think um, exactly. And just to expand on that, um, so we're watching some replay here, and this is where you guys tuned in this weekend. You saw, I mean, Eli was all over him, and make he, he would lose a lot of time. Eli would in the first set of whoops, and then mm. Coop would kind of make it back in the second set of whoops. But to to your point, RV is, yeah, I think a guy like that, like Cooper Webb, yourself, me. Eli, I think it's the the potential points he could have gained on Eli mm. is what he's probably really pissed about that he he wasn't able to capitalize on that opportunity. And the big talk this weekend, I mean, he's been pretty vocal about his bike and he needs to be better and it needs to get better. And we know how that relationship is there for all. For you know, I think it's pretty safe to say he's going to be out of there at the end of the series. But you know, he I guess he had some smaller um, diameter forks. Uh, I went to 48 millimeter forks is what I heard. Um, if that's the case, I, I don't know that it was any better. I mean, he didn't, mm. I mean, he didn't get any positions better, but I want to hear what you had to say. But before I say that, I think, and I'm just going to be straight up. I think trying to find a good setting for the bike for sure is good. I appreciate that, but you just have to find a way at this point with four races to go, the bike's going to be what it's going to be. I don't think you're going to find a magic setting. I don't think that that's my opinion. You got to go out there and get after it because RV, you know, your bike always wasn't the best. There's been a lot of great champions that weren't on the best bikes and made it happen. And 
he is at that point to where he's, if he wants to win this championship, the bike is what it is. Go get it. I agree. I think, uh, you know, KTM's always, you know, WP's always had that option for 52 millimeter forks. And this has right. been a, when Alessi rode KTM, Oh, I got 52 millimeter forks, you know, like it's the big talk. It's been, they've had these around for a very long time. And uh, most of, uh, you know, Showa, KYB, um, the other two manufacturers that are out there for suspension, they, they end up running 48 millimeter forks. Um, I think there's KYB might have a 50 also. I think they have a 50 millimeter fork. To be honest, really, I've never really dug, dove into 50s and 48s. I don't see that where he's going to find what he's actually looking for. He might get a little more or less rigidity out of it. It might feel better in his hands. But as to your point of like, did it help this weekend? I don't know if it helped this weekend. You could have flip-flopped them, put Eli in front of them. And I think Eli probably, without trying to ride behind Coop and trying to figure out where to pass, probably could have rode away from him slowly, not fast like some weekends we've seen. But I think Eli could have inched away from him if we would have just turned the tables around. Um, So like it comes down to, yeah, four races left. You're not going to find the magic tool. Um, It's going to come down to essentially willpower and putting yourself in a great position uh, starting position off the line. Both Eli and Coop didn't start off super great in that in that in that main event, and you could see they made a few quick passes very early, and then it just basically uh, maintained itself to the to the checkers. Yeah, that was uh, and and I got to give credit. This wasn't the quad lock question of the week, but that that type of question that I asked you was uh, from one of our fans, Hollister one seventy two underscore. He just basically said. Same thing. I asked you: Is Webb happy beating Eli? Or is he frustrated on getting a fourth? So there you go. I appreciate. We appreciate all of your guys's uh, questions. Moving along, we got another question in RV. They want to know. This is from uh, Flyer eight nine six. It says, RV, you closed out fourteen Supercross with four in a row after not many wins. Can can Coop emulate that? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, different era. We've uh, we were just talking about this myself and Ricky. Um, you know what is different, and it seems like you know we came up. We can't rely on on these guys, and it's not that we can't rely on them for you know. Oh, Ryan's gonna you know Ryan Villapoto's gonna win, or Dunge's gonna win. Like it's there's the field is deeper, so you put yourself in that position of of like I just mentioned, not the greatest start, but right. they salvage some positions. That is very hard to come through with the depth of the field. I think, you know, we That's talked about it from you. It was yeah. RC and yeah. MC, and then it was RC and and Chad, and then James kind of popped in. But everything after that, the, there was really not nobody really there. And right. then it changed to me, and it was me, Dunge, Chad, James. But then after that, it was kind of gone. Like, um, there wasn't a ton of guys, not that, you know, a bad weekend. Yeah. You'd get Barsha up there, but ultimately you kind of, you kind of could put us cover a blanket, put a blanket, so blanket over us. This, this current, current situation we're in is there's just so many guys, the field's so deep. There's so many factory positions available now compared to what it was with gas, gas, Husky KTM, you know, um, it just makes the field that much deeper. What I take away that, that is awesome. What I take away, and and you tell me if I'm wrong. Um, so like after the race, I rewatched it, and I was really thinking about, okay, was it more? Was Cooper getting gaining that one point more impressive, 
or were you more surprised at Eli following Coop? Like he would, I, he was all over him the whole track, right? On turn uh, NASCAR turn one side and then uh, NASCAR turn four side. Like, and then he would get to the first set of whoops, Coop would jump, and then like Eli would just slow up. He wouldn't jump through there. Mm-hmm. And so then he'd lose, let's just say, eight to 10 bike lengths. And then he'd have to hurry up and try to make it back up. Like, so to me, I was, I was telling James this, I said, really, I feel like, I feel like Eli should have tried something different. Coop was right in front of you. You would be right up, right up his tail the whole time. And then he'd yard you just that little bit. Like, I don't know if Eli isn't comfortable jumping, but in my opinion, I feel like he, dude, like at that, you just got to find a way. Like, I feel you know, like if, if you and I were racing and, and I were behind you, I'm going to jump. Like if you're pulling away from me, I'm going to at least try it. And I'd like, well, hell. Yeah. exactly. I actually thought the same thing. I'm like, I, they, I feel like Eli, if he could have stayed just that much closer in the first set of whoops. And that's what I was like, okay, he's tried to blitz him. I, you know, I was watching, I was like, okay, he's tried three, four times blitzing yeah. the things. And he's losing probably two tenths, I would say, three tenths sometimes through him mm-hmm. that he would have to make up on the rest of the track. And Eli wasn't that much quicker to make that up. So sometimes it'd take him two, three laps to make those two, three tenths back up or a little mistake from Cooper, right? So I agree with that. I feel like Eli should have, after the third or fourth attempt attempt of blitzing the first set of whoops, that he should have tried to jump them to put himself in a better position to stay close to hopefully running it on him somewhere because they were so close. I just, I thought it was a poor decision on that side of, of not realizing that jumping him was quicker, but I will say I was a terrible jump. I could not jump. Whoops. I probably would have done the same thing. Eli did was kept really because I just couldn't jump the whoops. Um, so bait, like you would have just been like, all right, um, I really, well, I've tried in the past. I like, dude, why didn't you jump? the whoops? Cause I can't jump the whoops. Like, I don't know if it was a little bit of bike setup. I could, I, for some reason, I would always hang my linkage underneath the swing arm on the top of the whoop. And that's probably just cause I didn't have enough practice. Cause during the week at the test tracks, we don't jump the whoops. Like yeah. it's, that's, it's, yeah, it's a big no, no to jump the whoops. But when there's certain scenarios, when they, when they pop up like this right out of a turn um, where the second set, you could jump those, the first set, they were just so gnarly. I would have pursued blitzing them, but I feel like I've seen Eli Daytona. He jumped them. Um, there's been there's been a handful of rounds that he has jumped them this year. Um, that most of the field has jumped them to that. In and why not try it there? Right, right. Hey, uh, this this uh, this Barsha and Kenny deal, like this little battle for fourth in in the championship, and and Anderson, he still has a shot there. Uh, this one was a tough one, but for a good reason. Um, congratulations, um, Anderson. Um, for your congrats on your baby. I think that's awesome. You know how special yep. that is, RV. But going back and touching on Barsha and and Roxon, dude, Barsha's killing it. That was a great run by Kenny, obviously. But I mean, dude, the last five weeks, I know we've been talking about it. I I feel like he can get a win here. I kind of, you know what? I agree. I hope so. To see a different winner would be would be awesome. But I've said this on the show before. I think this is Barsha's best year he's been riding since he's been pro. Honestly, like especially in the 450 class, he's consistent. 
every single weekend he puts himself in a good position. Sure. He's had some typical Barsha move, uh, you know, issues early in the season, but he yeah. had in the last two weekends, he's had some really good chances to be that typical Barsha of running it in, getting AMA involved in all these things, which doesn't help him as much as he maybe thinks it does. I think he was asked that question. Like, I feel like you could have, you know, somebody asked, I feel like you could have ran it in on He goes, I probably could have, but uh, using his brain uh, and being smarter in that position, um, <laughs> you know, terrible. also, you know, put himself in a great position. He was able to, to, to jump on Kenny. If he would have come in and ran him high, they both would have went down or maybe uh, Kenny would have went down and then he would have got the position or maybe Justin goes down. There's a lot of factors that come into kind of riding the way he has typically in the past in these positions. So I give him big, huge props, best season yep. that he's had, in my opinion, and, uh, and he's riding very well and smart. Well, you know what? He he talked about that, him being a new man, and uh, we got a little tape from it. Yeah, I was smart. You know, I kind of – I seen some spots I could have went for the move, but <laughs> knew me, ride it, right? <laughs> there was a few spots, but, I, you know, I'm, how many days I'm cleaning my now? <laughs> Quite, <laughs> I'm, I, you're the stat yeah. guy. You Let's know. Like, I got somebody this year. Actually, I got got Chase actually, but that was not intentional, right? That's what I always say. No, it wasn't yeah. intentional. It wasn't intentional. I mean, it wasn't, but it happened. But yeah, I've been clean for a while, so I've seen some opportunities, and I just was like, "Hey, be be cool. Don't relapse. It's just a heat race. Don't, Don't relapse." relapse and honestly, it threw me off. I was like, "Dude, he was he had. I thought you were going for it. I was going for it, but I just be did, clean." Did you think about it though? Did you consider it? that's not that's a bad question you know you know the answer to that question i i thought but i was like just be smart <laughs> look at <laughs> look at look at barsha he's like dude that's a dumb question come on db you got to be better than that <laughs> I'm, I'm teasing you um, yeah it, it's a that, that that is an awkward moment but hey dude good job jb for for riding the way that you have and not taking those chances or, or making those moves. I know, I know that's not your style and you're trying to change, but I can tell you from personal experience and racing guys that have been aggressive and, and it goes a long ways. It goes a long ways. And I feel like it's only going to be better for you. I think there's a time and a place for it, but, uh, and, and look, he's doing well. And I think that's that's part of the reason why he's doing so well outside of how good he's been riding, you know, waiting for those passes and not getting caught up in the moment. And like most of the time, you know, the the pass is going to present itself at some mm -hmm. stage. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, he said it there. I just said it, too. I think I'm going to say it again. Best best season so far for Justin oh, yeah. and and uh, cleaning that up and having those opportunities, but having the willpower of to not to not blow it in there and, and uh, just cause more controversy that, that nobody needs, especially him. Um, he's on a roll right now. And if he can get a win, it'd be huge for himself and, and oh. gas gas. I think it'd be gas gas. Would it be gas gas first win? No, I think they won. Um, they, they won in uh, Houston, I believe. Second. It'd be their second win. Yeah. Yeah. So. It'd be their second. Yeah, yeah. So, so they got they got it, dude. They're so close. They're so close. So um, this isn't another. Got another great fan question, and you know I don't make predictions, RV. So <laughs> and I'm gonna put you in this spot. So Matto underscore two eleven says, who takes fourth in the championship, Barsha or Ken, and why? 
I I don't make I, I give my analysis. I don't make predictions, and I already talked about it at the top of the show. I I ain't I like this is just it's too much brain power for me to sit here and try to guess. I could I could I could bring up good points for both guys. Yeah, well, since we got the question and and uh, we're gonna answer it, I'm gonna answer it. I'm gonna have to say just going off of I'm looking at the entire season, every gate drop, um, wa- watching and knowing the tracks that are coming up that are that like I said, altitude at, at Utah, New York could be, could be a technical track. Um, I'm going to lean on Barsha just because like, because of his season, it's riding well. And those tracks that are going to be, that are going to play issues with certain people. Justin's been around for a long time, but same with Kenny. So is he, but it doesn't seem as much bothers Justin as sometimes it does Kenny. There you go. Well, that's All the right. Prediction. We appreciate the uh, appreciate the questions. That's enough on the 450, don't you think? I mean, it's like who who the heck knows what's going to happen this weekend, right? Yep. Move along to the 250. It was really uneventful for the most part. There were a couple moments for sure that we're going to get into here in a second. But uh, Hunter's doing uh, Hunter man. It's pretty pretty incredible to watch what he's able to do and just how smooth he is. But. Uh, we're watching Hunter right here for the save of the week. And I don't know if he gets off sequence, but that was an unbelievable save. And, and I feel like at some point there, RV, he was just like, dude, I, it, it's game over. And I'm just going to ride this thing out. And it's like he relaxed his body, just let the bike do, <laughs> do what it's going to do. But can you believe that save? Yeah, he was all definitely along for the ride. Um, you know, came up a little short and I feel like watching it kind of looks like he felt like he was okay. And then here he was, and then it blew his feet off and (laughs) then he was along for the ride, you know, amazing save. I, that was, um, something that I read was seemed like guys were getting a little confused in certain areas of the track, maybe because it was just so long, so many doubles, so many combinations of, uh, of jumps, you know, maybe was it just a little bit of a mental brain fart? kind of or was it just surely that he came up a little short mentally he thought he was going to be fine because there's mm-hmm. been times like that where i've been out there i'll be fine and all of a sudden you you you, yeah. you you hit something you're like dude i was not expecting that um and that could have been that moment too where okay i'll be fine casing this one and then oh then i case another one foot blows off and then the yeah. the, 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 right. the, the train yeah. comes off the off the rails um the Jace or no, the underscore J79. He says, How do you rate Hunter's bush onion save? Which I loved that. Don't know what the <laughs> heck. <laughs> I don't know what a bush onion is. Um, Can you bring one of those to the next press conference? Uh, yeah, that and dude, his re- his reply to uh, to Daniel, I think it was about uh, his brother dog sitting was was all time. Uh, yeah, make sure Jackson and Milo have their dinner on time and Milo doesn't steal Jackson's food. He's currently at my house puppy sitting. So uh, when I come home, I hope to see a roof still on it and uh, all the neighbors still like me. So <laughs> you're accountable. So you answered, you answered your, your answer to this question on Hunter's save. Um, I, I know you probably just love this question, but he also says, what's your best save? Uh, what's my best save? Uh, <laughs> man. 
put me on the spot. I have to go back to YouTube and watch all these. I tell uh, you where, saves. hey, you want a good save? It, like for me personally, watch 2001 uh, New Orleans Supercross. It was, I don't know, maybe seven, eight laps into the main. You got you to gotta watch it. I don't know how I saved it. But uh, yeah, it was after a triple, then there was a single, and then I come up short. And I was just, yeah, like kind of, kind of to Hunter's point, just uh, along for the ride and don't know, don't know how, uh, don't know how I did it, but I was able uh, to remount. So that was, I don't know if that was my best save, but it's a I fun save like, to watch. And dude, I was so, I was out of control a lot. So I've had a <laughs> lot of, <laughs> I've had a lot of saves, dude. <laughs> I always liked the one, I think you were, I was, it was either Honda or Suzuki uh and you landed on it was like it was a triple onto a tabletop maybe or something and you yeah. landed on the tough blocks oh and, yeah and and yeah. thank god the the tough box didn't grab the foot peg or anything yeah. and you were literally on them and then it shot you stayed on the track never crashed i mean yeah <laughs> by the way folks those those are foam for the ones yeah know. that they're was not, uh that they're was foam uh, tough blocks. vancouver so vancouver is that what it was yeah Dude, you know, they're, they're foam tough blocks so when you land on them it's like landing on a in a marshmallow like it wants to grab the motorcycle like tremendously so <laughs> you don't know so, where yeah. you're gonna go right you don't know where you're gonna you do go. not no 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 i mean that's the thing like i will say we appreciate the question and everyone um and we're in your interaction that i that that's such a tough question i think for anybody because along the way i mean if you don't have a moment that sticks out in your head right then and there, I feel like it's so hard to answer. And you think of the countless races that we've been in and all the practice sessions that we've been in. It's like, unless someone reminds you, it's so hard to really pinpoint on, uh, on what that exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. Dude, hate, hate it for uh, Nate Thrasher. That that's a bummer. Um, I think uh, as a whole though, I think if you look at his season, there's a lot of positives to, uh, to take away and uh, go into that 2024 season, I believe. I, I, I think he's been pretty impressive. Yeah, he's been riding very well. Um, yeah. You know, he put himself in some really good positions. But, yeah, I, I haven't seen the replay of, of the crash at Atlanta. But I think you saw it, you said, and hit the ground very hard. Uh, oh. It's like a hip, popped his hip out, I heard. Yeah. Um, and we already know the ACL. So, as for Nate, I would – only suspect that with a hip injury collarbone i think a collarbone broke collarbone also and then with the current knee injury that all those all those will be fixed so we won't probably see him outdoors he'll be laid up for a while you know such a bummer it's part of the sport but i i think you know i've always said this every time i've kind of gotten hurt um the time off the motorcycle your brain's never off really off but the pressure's off of you but you're always thinking like, okay, when am I going to get back? How am I, you know, where am I going to stack up to these guys again? But the time off the motorcycle in a situation like this, a lot of times can be better. I remember doing my ACL one year, took the whole summer off, came back and Eldon and Casey, my practice mechanic looked at me and goes, you're faster now than you were when you left. And I think a lot of that's just, you're more energized to come back and ride your motorcycle. Yeah. You're more motivated, not so burnt and fried. And yep, you're not so burnt out. So this could be, Nobody wants to get hurt. It's obviously not good for anybody's career, but uh, I, I think this could be a good little lull for him that eventually will get him back up to the top or even further up to the top. Right, right. All right, before we get to uh, 
I think that's enough on on Atlanta. We beat that one, beat that one down. All great stuff. The boys keep uh, giving us some great content to talk about. We got some great fans that follow us on Title Twenty Four and and on our personal Instagram and Twitter pages. We appreciate. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World? Like, hey, we came to play. Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Cause we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Appreciate you guys. Before we get to the quad lock question of the week, let's thank our great partners, United Motorsports. Um, they got everything that you need. Go online, check them out. Um, if you want, uh, if you want a, a little discount, uh, promo you can use promo code Title Twenty Four. It's site wide. Uh, they got it all. Check it out. Um, they're six locations across Ohio and Kentucky. So if you're around that area, pop in there. If not, go on their website. Um, they got it going on. And uh, Boxo USA, boxousa.com. Remember, you can use our promo code for them as well. Uh, lifetime warranty. They'll get you dialed. We talk about their product every single week here. Um, fantastic, fantastic stuff. Great quality. Um, like I said, I know I, I talk about it every week, but the lifetime guarantee is is pretty sweet and it's super easy to uh, to get a replacement. And then last but not least, uh, quad lock case. Um, great cases have all your uh, mount needs, um, cases, screen covers, phone chargers. My kids, I got my kids a whole bunch of phone chargers. Uh, they, I, I personally like that. I think it's good. Uh, check them out, quadlockcase.com. So we appreciate all of you guys. We appreciate uh, appreciate your support. We've got some great partners and uh, all of our listeners and viewers. Check, check them out. So there you go. Quadlock question of the week, Nate Soxo. We have all these questions, and I really liked this question that, uh, that Nate brought to us. He says, which, he's asked me, which... Which current riders, 450 or 250, remind you of yourselves? Riding styles, charisma, track breakdown. And at first, like, I, the reason that I almost overlooked it was because, and I want to I hear what you have to say also, RV, is I, I was overlooking it because I don't think there's any rider today in, in today's generation that really would have been same to me. And I've always told close friends around that uh, RV and I, I always felt like RV was closest to my style than any other rider in the paddock. Um, I think we, we had a similar stature. Um, he, he steered with the rear end. I did that a lot. And, and quite frankly, we were just, uh, we were just there to, to take care of business. You know, I know a lot of people always said I wasn't having fun. I like I was winning is always fun. Right. But I just felt like you were willing to ride that ragged edge when you had to, but it was a calculated edge. I feel like your, your competitors knew how tough you were. And I felt like I had some of that same stuff as well. So I feel there's no one in the current, in the current generation of that, of that, that has that, those kind of qualities. I wouldn't say qualities, but same isms, if you will. So that to answer your to answer your question, Nate, for me, I feel like uh, like like RV would be the guy who I think I would have more similar characteristics. Um, so that's it for me. 
RV, who, what about you? Anyone yeah. today or in the past? You know, I, th I think the difference between, um, okay, well, let's bring up Jason Anderson, just cause he, oh, yeah. he rides a bit, he rides a bit, you know, very loose, um, you know, hangs off the bike, uh, taller than obviously both of me and you. Um, but I could see some similarities where the hanging out part really kind of being able to ride it on the edge. The difference I see between um, Jason is really the only one I can, I can, that I can relate to is I don't think his, they are, were as either confident in riding that edge or because it seems like myself and you were able to ride that edge, but also still know the limit without making a mistake or crashing, putting ourselves right. in a situation that was riding over our head, riding mm -hmm. too far, too much, asking too much out of the motorcycle or asking too much out of the track. Yeah. I see Jason has points out there or he has races out there where he's pushing it and you know, he's on the ragged edge and he holds it together, but also he's got probably more times that he doesn't hold it together yeah. than, than he does. And I think that's the big difference is we could hang it out on the edge, but we were also, I would say, more calculated, I guess, um, knew how far we could push it, and we're okay with that. I think the big thing is when guys feel uncomfortable, they, if they don't do it enough, if they don't put themselves in those uncomfortable positions enough, when it does happen, not that they couldn't save it or they're not strong enough or anything like that, it's just they haven't seen it enough, so they, they tend to make a mistake when they when that when that pops up in front of them there you go good stuff we thank you uh thanks nate soxo slide into the uh title 24 dm we'll get you uh we'll point you in the right direction send you over to uh quad lock get your free uh phone case uh so we appreciate that and and everyone tuning in to title 24 whether you're watching on peacock or the motorsports on nbc youtube page or on your favorite podcast uh, website. We appreciate uh, everyone tuning in, watching, uh, or, or listening. Um, That's right. He's a, and he's also, a, Ricky, he's also a U.S. Marine. So, yes. um, J.H., let's, let's get me in one of those planes, buddy. Let's go fly. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we appreciate, uh, we, we appreciate your service, Nate. Uh, yes, thank you. Appreciate your heroism, man. Awesome stuff. Uh, before we say goodbye here, um, let's do a quick uh, preview. East Rutherford, I think, you know, hey, listen, the 450s are going to do what they're going to do. I'm looking forward to the showdown. Jet, Hunter, you know what? I think Hunter's title's on the line, but I I, I think we're going to see – I think there's going to be a wild card. You think Hayden Deegan could, uh, could, could get in there? You think he's ready for a win? He's not far off of it. He's not far off of it. The way he rode heat race, you know, obviously made that mistake in uh, on the on-off. To me, it looked like he completely hit neutral, but uh, you know that those, that tends to happen sometimes. But uh, overall, his riding, he's not far off of a win. He gets a, a couple give me's, I guess. You know, with yeah. maybe uh, he gets a whole shot, and you know, you got a couple guys further in the pack um, that he's racing against. I think it very well could happen um, before the season's over. He's been riding phenomenal. He has, he has. It's going to be interesting. I think. You know, I think we like there's going to be so much talk and so much hype about the Hunter and uh, Hunter and Jet battles, but dude, like I hate to, I hate to deflate everyone's balloon, but those guys are so smart. I don't think that they're going to put themselves in a situation uh, that they don't need to be in. So that battle that we're going to want to see, 
Um, I hope we get to see a battle, but I don't, I don't know that they're going to do anything silly to jeopardize what the big picture is. That's kind of, kind of well, what you, I expect from the guys. I don't, like I said, I don't need to be a downer, but, uh, those guys are, their, their IQ is so good. And there's a lot at stake because if Hunter wins, he could win the championship this weekend. Exactly. I think that you're going to see, you know, when it comes down to them racing each other, you know, if championships are both wrapped up, we'll probably get the best out of both of them, but also they're going to be smart outdoors is around the corner. So they're not going to, they're not going to push it too far because to your point, they're just, they're just very intelligent, smart individuals on the motorcycle. But uh, if they're, the championship isn't wrapped up at the shootout, you know, I think that there's, there's definitely going to be, I think there's going to be some leeway there because there's a big points gap for jet hunters, not as big, but uh, with Nate out now, you know, that takes one guy out of his, out of his, uh, out of the deck of cards. So, you know, like I said, if they both got them wrapped up, I think we should see some good racing from both of them. But uh, if not, I think we we're going to see some leeway. Yeah, no doubt. It's going to be exciting. I'm sure they'll give us some great content to talk about the four fifties will, but certainly it's getting down to crunch time. The showdown's always fun. So we'll have a lot to uh, talk about before we say goodbye. Hey, a lot to look forward to this weekend. It starts Thursday, SMX Insiders with uh, Jason Wygant, Daniel Blair. Check them out. You can find it on YouTube. Then Saturday, Race Day Live gets kicked into action, 1.30 p.m. Eastern time. Check that out. going to be good. 90 minutes later, grab second screen. Watch MotoGP from Coda on NBC. An amazing race in case you uh, didn't see that. Guys were going all over the place. It was, uh, it was nuts. After that, um, jump on Peacock early. We've got a pre-show for you guys at 6.30. And, man, I think this is great. I think this is great RV for the sport um, to have have that 30-minute extra preview. Kind of gives us an or the people to dive in and share with our viewers what, uh, what it's about. And then the XMX show follows that on YouTube. But, nevertheless, it's going to be good. Who knows, man? I don't know. What's, I don't know who's going to win this weekend. All I want to know, all I want to see, is a good race. That's all I got to say, right? Uh, yeah, that's right. No, I, and, it, and it hasn't disappointed yet this year. I think we're uh, we're coming down to the fans and and all of us that are that are digesting and breaking everything down. It's it's gonna. We're not. It's not like you said. Not gonna have nothing short to talk about. Um, looking forward to to Saturday and have them kick it off again and. Yep. and uh, see where see where the cards fall. That's right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, we appreciate you guys. Going to try to, uh, next week, have a couple special guests on the show. We're going to try to get uh, Jet and Hunter on here. I don't know. I'm going to have to do some uh, fancy footwork. You're going to also. We're going to uh, we're gonna have to stretch those relationships that we got, RV, and uh, try That's to get right. Title 24, and uh, hopefully we can talk shop about uh, the showdown and, and how it goes but uh, thank you everyone for listening watching thanks again to our partners united motorsports quadlock boxo usa we appreciate you guys be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts you can watch it on demand which is really cool on peacock or you can go to motorsports on nbc's youtube page remember special pre-race show starts at 6 30 p.m on peacock this Saturday. You won't want to miss it. Appreciate everyone for uh, tuning in to Title 24. Make sure you like, subscribe, send us those questions. Uh, we'll do the best that we can to answer as many as we can. And we appreciate all the support. And, uh, until next week.